Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religion, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you for joining me once again today. It is an absolute honor. Welcome to all of you. I hope you are having a great weekend wherever you are. It's a beautiful spring day, really hot uh, and gorgeous and time for some beautiful gardening on the um, in the garden. So uh, today we're going to start with uh, something that is on everyone's mind. Uh, the topic is on in, in the public and it's been discussed everywhere. Um, it's called Azan, okay? Uh, the Muslim call of prayer, the Islamic call of prayer. And why are we talking about this? Because it's in the public space and we have debated about this for a long time. We have talked about it for a long time. It has been on our mind for a very long time and everyone seems to think, oh, it's the BJP who's bringing it out. No, it's been there. We just were not allowed to say it. It was, it was with suffocating us and irritating us to the core. And and um, we just have to speak about it because the only way we're going to heal and reconcile is by having knowledge. Now, uh, why does it affect me? Uh, not really. It doesn't affect me now. But when I grew up, I grew up surrounded by four mosques. Okay, uh, we were in a small community, um, mostly Christians and then Muslims. Uh, but we had we had a great time with each other. Nothing, no problem. Uh, the only problem was being surrounded by four mosques, uh, di- different denominations. You can imagine in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, or whenever the azan was, um, there were the call of prayer at 5 or 5.30, whenever uh, you're studying. I love to study in the night. I study when it's quiet. Uh, and you sometimes I'd get up during the night at 1 o'clock in the morning to study. So I study during the night. I'm, I'm really concentrated. All of a sudden, you have the sazan going on and four masks screaming all at the same time. It was sick. It was literally, you, you would get irritated. You've got the exams going on and you have to hear this. And after that would be the church bells and then the train starts and the banana wala and the kela wala and the chana wala and the milkman. And, and you know, your day started, it was just irritating. Um, that was the only thing that irritated us. Uh, and everyone, a lot of people, but no one talked about it because we're not allowed to talk about it. We just suffocated and repressed. But having to shout out in the morning everyone's sleeping everyone's studying or people are studying people are uh, getting ready for that day and you're shouting right on the top of your voice on 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 a speaker uh, anyone else does it we'll be put in prison and uh, for disturbing the peace but one group of people can take their uh, overstep their bounds to uh, scream on top of their voices and disturb everyone it is not acceptable so what is azan uh, well, in the Arabic world, it's called Adhan, A-D-H-A-N. In, in the Indian subcontinent, it's called Azan. It's also called Atan, Adhane. Uh, az, azan is Persian, uh, Dari, Pashto, Bengali, Urdu, Punjabi. Uh, Adzan is Indonesian, Malaysian. Ezan is Turkish. It is the Islamic call to prayer or Salah. Okay, it's recited by Muzain, M-U-E-Z-Z-I-N. The root word is Adina, and it means to listen or to hear. Now, it's recited from the loudspeakers of a mosque uh, five times a day uh, and during the religious holidays of Eid al-Fitr 
and Eid al-Adha, okay, and traditionally from a minaret. Okay, ever since uh, loudspeakers have been invented, um, it has been um, used from the minaret. However, um, the problem is when there were no the loudspeakers or the mics are, are very recent inventions, not even a hundred years old. So before that, what do they do? What do they do? Really, absolutely nothing. Uh, they said they they were, they called the the faithful from the from the minarets, but the minarets are so high. Can you imagine someone going to a minaret, the museum going up to the minaret five times a day? I mean, he would have to climb up the entire minaret five times a day. Now, tell me, him, or he shared the responsibility with other people. Tell me, what even if he went up to the, the top of the minaret, would anyone below hear him? He would really have to scream. He would have to scream on top of his lungs. Still, no one would have listened to him. So it, was it really on the minaret? They didn't have the minaret. They, they, they never used the minaret. That is a, a, a misconception. They've just repeated from the minaret, from the minaret. I, I, I ask anyone to go up to the minaret and say, uh, try and, and say the azan. Let's see if it reaches. How far does it reach below? So they never use the minarets. The minarets are not part of Islamic architecture. Minarets came only afterwards. These are Roman lighthouses. I've already spoken about it. The, these are Roman lighthouses, and they were colon their their architecture was colonized and and taken over by the Islamic empires. And these minarets then became Islamic, but minarets are not part of the Islamic architecture. So even uh, from the very first time that the Azan was recited, there were no minarets. And no one would use a minaret. Basically, it's a call of prayer. It's very much like you go, you're in your home, and your parents call you, and they say, "Well, uh, you know, come on, everyone, let's go and pray." So it's a call of prayer. People are asking you to come and pray, and then someone will start. And in 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 a Christian home, they'll say, "Okay, someone will start. The father will start, and the mother will start. Will take the lead and say, start the prayers." And they say, "Okay, well, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come." All the elder person in the family will take the lead and start the prayers. Similarly, in a church, the the um, the church, the father takes starts the prayer. Uh, we shall begin the mass, and and, and they walk in. And and basically that's it. So in in a mosque, uh, the muezzin starts the prayer, calls everyone to prayer, and he starts the prayer and he calls out the prayer. Uh, when there were no minarets, he would call out in the local mosque compound uh, facing Makkah. So he'll use the Qibla to face Makkah and he'll call out in the local mosque compound, in the local hall. Um, that's all he would do. He's not going up to the minaret of the mosque because he would never be heard below. So, you know, um, to say that this was the minarets were used in the ancient days, that was wrong. Uh, this uh, this Hazan on, on the loudspeakers are now uh, a modern concept, approximately 100 years old. And if I'm not mistaken, I heard someone, I cannot confirm it, but I heard someone say that uh, the early mullahs, uh, and imams gave fatwas not to use the loudspeakers. The fatwas given against the loudspeakers because it was a new concept and no one knew what it was and they probably thought it was the devil, it was the shaitan who was coming and taking over their voices. And so there were fatwas given 
against the loudspeakers, but over time the loudspeakers were used and now it's become a necessity. And if you take it away from them, they're like, oh my God, Islamophobia is growing Islamophobia, uh, kufar, oh, hate speech, uh, Muslim genocide is a genocide and all this nonsense when it was it's only 100 years old. And, and that's a real travesty. This is typical what the modern Islamic establishment and the ecosystem does. Um, so a Muslim, to come back to coming back to the Azan, uh, it's it's recited by Muslim. That's the uh, the head priest, as we say in in uh, Christian terms. The Muslim is a person who recites the Azan from a mosque, typically from a microphone. A recite a recitation that is consequently broadcast to the speakers, usually mounted on high part of the mosque minarets, and they are used for calling. To prayer. Um, now, um, in in um, among Muslims, it's five times a day. So there, there's there's Sunni call to prayer and there's a Shia call to prayer. It's almost the same, but there's a little bit of a difference. Uh, and they, they might recite it with 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 different verses, but basically it's. Uh, it's, it's just calling you to prayer. There have been um, there have been um, changes in this call to prayer uh, by some Islamic countries, uh, prominently uh, Islamic countries. So it, you've got uh, Israel, um, Islam's enemy, uh, who. In 2016, they drafted a legislation because there were many complaints to this uh, this call of prayer from all sections of society, and there were complaints and complaints, and they um, asked, and then there was a, a a system put in where they were not allowed. There was a ban on on the limits of the volume. Uh, for the public address systems to call for prayer, so you couldn't scream out when and where you 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 call out to prayer. Turkey, there have been um, Turkey, there have been restrictions on, on this call of prayer. Uh, during the pandemic, the COVID pandemic, uh, Kuwait and UAE um, had, uh, they changed their azan a little bit. Instead of come to prayer, they asked the people to pray in their homes. So normally it's asking the people to, to come to prayer, to come to the mosque to pray. Uh, but in in the Kuwait and UAE, because of the pandemic, and you couldn't come to pray to the mosque for gatherings, they asked the people to please pray in your homes, and this was broadcast on the Azan. In Tajikistan, there was a law um, putting a um, a ban on these loudspeakers. Um, so it depends on one country to the other. Sometimes they have it in Muslim countries. Five times a day, the azan is broadcasted on national television. And basically, that's what it is. Now, uh, having said that, uh, like everything else, the azan comes from the from Jews, from Judaic uh, traditions. So in Jewish law, okay, because the bulk, the Islam was started in, in Medina, okay, or it started by the Prophet technically in Mecca, but he really started uh, 
the Hijra starts uh, when he moves to Medina, and that's when uh, officially his, the Islamic can- cal- calendar starts. So he built a small house. The Prophet builds a small house, and he, and um, I think his adopted son, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, the first Muzain. He calls people to prayer to pray, uh, but the bulk of the people in in um, in in Medina are Jews, uh, different groups of uh, tribes of Jews, and over time they become the bulk of the converts in this region. Uh, they were forced to convert to Islam, uh, according to the traditions. And by the time the Prophet uh, died, uh, the bulk of Saudi Arabia was uh, even the Jewish people were now Muslim. Um, so a lot of the Jewish traditions are um, Islamic traditions are Jewish traditions. Okay. Um, we can go into the history of that one day, but it's 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 actually a lot of it is Jewish traditions that uh, traditions of the of the Arab uh, Arabic tribes of those times and local traditions would then became uh, Hebrew, uh, which then became Islamic tradition. So in this again comes from the Jewish traditions in Jewish law, it uh, it makes up the duty of someone to pray three times a day. Okay, in the morning, in the afternoon, and at at nightfall, and these prayers are called diff- by different names. The morning prayer is called Sacharit, Sacharit. The afternoon prayer is Min Mincha, M I N C H A H. The evening prayer, Arvid or Mariv. Okay, and the sages, um, the the history, the legend goes that the customs of praying three times a day was originally introduced uh, by the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And they introduced this, uh, the prayer in the morning, in the afternoon. Abraham introduced in the morning, Isaac in the afternoon and Jacob added one at night. So from there, you get these traditions of of prayer three times a day. And um, how do we get the calling out to prayer? Okay, there's one thing that you're praying, uh, called to prayer. And there's one thing that is... uh, Shouting on top of your voices or on the on the minarets, that's a whole different concept. So there are two concepts put together, the call of prayer, which is the, uh, the sorry, the prayers that how many times a day and the call to prayer, which is a completely different concept altogether. So the azan is the call to prayer. And that is the most important thing that we're talking about here. Um, the call to prayer is... You could be in inside the mosque. You could be in the mosque compound. You could be a gathering of people. They call you to pray. To pray. Uh, they could be in a, in a big uh, compound uh, community, and you have a call to prayer. You could be praying in the on the minaret. Uh, someone on the minaret. So you're calling someone to pray. To pray. Okay, and then depending on on how how strong your congregation, your voice is going to be a little bit. Uh, louder uh but this concept of calling to prayer from um on the speakers which is only 100 years old it does have a previous tradition attached to it okay so they probably they never used the uh, they never used the speakers because there were no loud speakers but 
calling someone uh, from a, from a, a distance with a horn is a, a previous tradition, and that also comes from the Jewish traditions. In this context, the most important word, the Hebrew word, is shofar. Okay, shofar is a ram's horn. So if you if you go to to Google, you Google uh, Jewish word, Jewish ram's horn, shofar, S-H-O-F-A-R. Uh, a ram's horn is blown from the beginning month of the he- beginning of the Hebrew month of Elul to the end of the high holy day season. So the uh, Hebrew month of Elul is the last month in the Hebrew calendar, um, and it is the month prior to the Jewish New Year. Um, Jewish calendar new year and this begins on August 9th I think it's 29 days and culminates in their new year the Jewish new year which is called called Rosh Hash Hashanah Rosh Hashanah uh, you can google that too um and the Elul, Elul is the month which is used for the time of introspection and reflection. It was some, something like uh, Ram, Ramzan. So Ramzan is the Hebrew, is the Islamic version. And the Hebrew version of Ramzan is Elul. And the, the horn, the ram's horn, is blown on, on, on the top of the mount. It was blown on the top of the Mount uh, of uh, Olives. Not Olives, uh, the, the Temple Mount, sorry. And that that was a temple where the high priest prayed, okay. And the ram's horn is called shofar, and it's it's blown three times a day during uh, until the end of the month. So even when the Jews were elsewhere out in the uh, desert, uh, their kingdom came down. They were deserted. Uh, they formed tribes elsewhere. And Hebrew traditions anywhere in the world on the traditional day, they will pull out, if you see uh, very clearly, they will pull out a ram's horn and they use the ram's horn to call people to pray. So it was, it was not um, an azan calling people to pray, but it was a ram's horn. And this is a Hebrew tradition then transferred on to the Jews, uh, sorry, the, the Muslims. Um, and from there onwards, we get, uh, and now we get the, the azan calling out from the mosque. And from, from the last hundred years, we get the loudspeakers. Now, this is no different from um, in India, we blow the conch. You know, we, when we start a, a ceremony or something, a holy ceremony, or even the Delhi Commonwealth Games or the auspicious occasion, we blow the conch. It is very similar to that. Okay, the conch is blown, um, and the Hebrew tradition is the ram's horn. Many ancient empires did that to remind people to come come to pray, or or they were making a proclamation. Uh, in in the Christian world, they had bugles. Uh, so they would blow that, but uh, a ram's horn is very holy. Many uh, Orthodox Jews have small ram's horns in their homes. They will keep it. If you ask, uh, you go to see the Haredim, the people with uh, with long beards and black hats, they too uh, will keep a ram's horn. Uh, the head of the community will have that, and it's very, very auspicious thing. Um, now, if you go, uh, if you're asking, is the azan in um, is the azan in the Quran? Okay, uh, is there is the concept of the azan in 
the Quran? Uh, and that was the question that everyone was asking. And some Muslims said, of course it's in the Quran. And some people say, no, it's not in the Quran. Okay, so I'm going to read the two verses of the Quran which have the azan, or says that they have the azan, and that is, um, I'm sorry, I don't know which verse this is, which, uh, chapter 5, sorry, chapter 5, verse 58, and when you proclaim the call of a salat, then take it and when you proclaim the call of a salat, they take it as mockery and fun. That is because they are people who understand not. So basically, the Quran is talking about the kufar who, who do not understand the call of salat. And they make mockery of you, but please hold your own. Do not, do not fall down. Uh, this is the call of God, and you must. And the kufar don't like it. They don't like you. They don't understand God. That's why they're kufar, basically. And you, they are making fun of you, which is exactly what basically the Quran is trying, the Muslims are trying to say, the establishment is trying to tell the the, the the people in India that you're kufr, the Hindus are kufr, and you don't understand it, but it's important. So that's the worst, worst five, chapter eight. But here again, it's it's asking you when you proclaim the call of Aslat. It's not asking you, it's not talking about Azan, okay? It is not talking about uh, screaming from the mosque. It is not talking about... Um, it is not talking about uh, using loudspeakers. All of that's not there. There's no azan in the in the in the um, in the verse 558. There is no loudspeakers. There's there's not even an azan. There's no such thing as azan in 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 this verse. It is just saying when you proclaim the call, that means. Anyone can call. You're in a house, you're in a compound, you're in a community, uh, you are in a mosque, and you're in a gathering with multiple people. You can call people to pray, but you don't have to scream on top of your voices um, on a speaker somewhere. And it's there is no word azan. The word azan is not there. And the other verse is verse, uh, chapter 24, verse 36. In the houses... Uh, in the in the houses where which Allah has ordered to be raised, uh, in them His name is remembered. Uh, then glorify Him in the mornings, in the afternoons, or the evenings. Okay, so it doesn't talk about azan again. In it just says in the houses, and in brackets they've put mosque, which Allah has ordered to be raised. Okay, to be clean and ordered again in brackets in His name. And, and in them, his name is remembered, okay? In brackets, Adhan, Salat, uh, Ikma, invocations, recitations. Therein glorify him in the mornings, afternoons, and evenings. So they're not talking about mosque. There's no mosque that says, that's repeated here. Uh, it does not talk about uh, Azan. It does not talk about Adhan. It does not talk about anywhere. None of it is, is in, in the Quran. This Azan is not in the Quran. Uh, it only it's an addition that means it was made by the Islamic mullahs, tullahs, the sultans, sultans. It is taken from someone else's tradition and added here, uh, and this comes from the Jewish tradition. Basically, it's Jewish, and you see here it says three times a day, morning, afternoon, evenings, which is exactly what the Hebrews used to do. And the Hebrews had three, uh, three prayers, which is morning, afternoon, and evening. The Satshrit. The Minak, uh, Minasha, and Arvid. So three prayers, 
in the sim similar way you have it in the Quran, uh, verse 5, chapter 58, verse 24, chapter 36. In brackets, they have put adhan, azan, ikma, salat, invocations. In brackets, they put moth. That means it's their interpretation. There is no way, nowhere does it says you have to have an azan, and, and nowhere does it tell you what to say in the azan. It is between you and your God. It is a personal thing. It is a personal thing is when you call when you proclaim the call to prayer or when you call people around you or you gather people around you and it's it's up to you it's a personal thing you're, you're not obligated to do anything over here you're not obligated to scream on top of your voice you're definitely there is no azan and you're definitely not asked to do the um um scream on the, on the loudspeakers. Now, I'm not against azan, or should I say the call of prayer. Everyone does it. I mean, we do it ourselves. We do it in our own private time. Everyone does it in their own way. And if you want to go to a, a public institution or an, or an institution, and there is a call, everyone gathers around and says, okay, well, it's six o'clock, it's seven o'clock, we're going to pray. Sure, no problem. Everyone does it. It's your business, your life, your fate. I mean, hey, peace to you. And if it makes you happy, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm not going to stop you. And I'm not even going to say anything if you want to say call it azan it's your business what the problem is is the the falsehood that you're saying that azan has to be is an islamic concept and it has to be through a loudspeaker on the top of your voices that is the problem it's it's not it's not the azan itself even if you want to go on top of a minaret and scream, go ahead. Go ahead and scream. Let's see how far you're going. No one's going to be disturbed if you go and scream on top. They're only going to think that you're a fool, but no one's going to, no, no one's going to stop you because no one's going to hear you. you. No one's going to hear you. Everyone has a problem with the loudspeaker. This is the problem. They have made the loudspeaker a halal when the loudspeaker has, is kufar, it's, it's haram, it's not supposed to be there because you're not supposed to disturb. The concept of God is you're not supposed to disturb someone else. You're supposed to be, it's an, a personal thing, a personal journey in the faith. And the moment you disturb someone else, then they, there comes the conflict, there comes the fitna. Then you blame someone else for the fitna, but the three fingers are pointing back at you. So you can't blame someone when you're doing something and you have to take responsibility for it. This being said, it's not in the Quran at all. So I have nothing, I'm going to repeat, I have nothing against the azan, the call of prayer for whoever. I do have a problem with it being shouted on the loudspeakers. Now, being a Christian, I'm also going to say that in Christianity, we have the church bells going twice a day at least. There is no, Jesus never asked for church bells. The church is not Jesus, has nothing to do with Jesus. The church was started 300 years later by the Roman Empire. And all the Roman concepts were taken over by Christianity, became Christian. And it, the, the bells of the church are all Roman. It has nothing to do with Jesus. Jesus was a, a small fellow, a, a Bedouin in the desert. He didn't have any money. He lived in his, his, from small houses to small houses. The early Christian congregations were gathered together underground in underground services. Uh, and yeah, absolutely. Um, so there was no concept of prayer. There was no concept. They gathered to to stand by one another in what was a political scenario. Um, that's the only thing it was. Uh, however, it was um, 
it's the church who made the church bells and took it over for the Roman Empire. So they've they've colonized us by by conning us and telling us that the Roman Empire is 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 Christian is what Jesus was. This has nothing to do with the Roman. Jesus has nothing to do with the Roman Empire. He was against the Roman Empire. The Rome the Roman Empire was the one that killed him. So why in heaven's name I am going to do what the Romans did and try and make me believe that it's the church? It's 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 Jesus. So even even the church bells are are wrong has nothing to do with religion. They have to be stopped. And in most countries, the church bells have been stopped. In European countries, you don't have church bell ringings every day. In Canada, you don't have church bell ringing every day. There are some communities, yes. Some provinces, yes. Some provinces, no. But it's it's not like it used to be before. The province where I live, there's no there's no uh, church bells. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. And it only there's only church bells only when uh, someone dies. Otherwise, there's no church bells. And it's absolutely fantastic because I couldn't stand those church bells growing up. Now, coming, putting all of this together, um, I just want to say that there are many things that make a lot of noise and cause disturbances in, in India today. The, the Azan is definitely one. The church bells, the, the Diwali bombs that go out. Then you have some, some concepts that you can make noise, but you can't change that. Okay, uh, The aeroplanes, the trains, the, uh, all of these are noise, noise-making uh, concepts. And when you have noise, it disturbs the, the brain it disturbs your metaphysical energy it does not balance your energy it gives it never gives you peace and you're always on your nerves in order to be peaceful you have to have peace we have so many people in india automatically that that vibration is is higher than anything else uh than a place where people are are quiet and 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 um the world is quiet the life is quiet now having said all of that uh these all these traditions were made during the time when the Indian subcontinent was not a, a continent of 1.4 billion people. It was a place of what? Not even 100 million. All these traditions came at, at those times. So now that we've come here, we we have to adapt to a new society, a new living. So to have more and more noises, uh, noise making concepts has to be absolute the reverse of what we should do. Uh, I don't live in the Indian subcontinent, so I can't tell people what to do. But I always wanted import three couple of important things. I wanted when I was there um, the azan to stop, the church bells to stop. Uh, I definitely wanted. Um, the, the Diwali bombs to stop, uh, the, the the big ones going up, boom in 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 you know blowing up and lighting the sky. I loved the Diwali crackers. I loved the diyas. I loved everything about Diwali except those bombs making noises, and the, and the other thing I couldn't stand was, um, was the politicians during exam time. They, there were always elections, and these politicians came out and all they did was scream on their megaphones. It's like we didn't care about them. We wanted to study. We wanted to do well. We wanted to get a good job. We wanted to do well in life. But seriously, there's not. We were always disturbed by these godforsaken politicians. They absolutely disgusted us. They did nothing in my time. At least now the Modi government's doing something. But in our time, they didn't do anything. Uh, it was disgusting, and this Congress government, which was predominantly in power, a bunch of uh, Marxists who were absolutely gongshomerate, corrupt people. Um, and and what did they do? They took the country from um, they took the country from 
333 million to 1.4 billion. I'm sorry, I have no love for them at all. I'm I'm not for them. And they would come and they would scream on their megaphones and I couldn't stand it. So there, there are a couple of things that have to change. Uh, the Azan's got to go. All these noise producing, these religions have got to go. Uh, noise producing noise noise pollution of the religions the azan the church bells have got to go they have no place in religion uh the um, the big bombs of during diwali the the politicians screaming on their megaphones there should be a ban on politicians using megaphones um and anyone um and all rickshaws and taxis all honking should stop after nine o'clock at night it would be such a beautiful country I mean, honking of your cars, your rickshaws, your bikes, your uh, your vans, all should stop after nine o'clock at night. Believe me, if you cannot drive without honking, then don't drive. Walk. Take take a tack. Walk. Learn to walk again, like we used to do in, in our time. We never had cars when we were young. Every, today, everyone's got a car, but we never had cars. We walked. We actually walked, and it was beautiful. We were not as big fat as we are today. I apologize, but I put on so much weight. But uh, anyway, um, that's something which we should done. Just to talk quickly about the bombs during Diwali. Diwali is a beautiful festival of lights. It's about good over evil. It's about rejoicing. It's about empowerment. It's about joining. Uh, it's about positive energy uh, and giving thanks to those who sacrifice for us. It comes in a time uh, when, like I said, the subcontinent was not so heavy with, with people. And I don't think if Lord Ram came back today alive, he would be happy to see all these bombs in his name, all these firecrackers going on. Uh, he was, and his legacy is all about peace, balancing the status status quo, dharma, duty to his land and to the people, balancing the society. And it is our turn to balance a society with 1.4 billion people and not blow bombs in his names, because that's not what he would have li liked. Uh, like him, we have to adapt to a new society. And the new society means trying our best to keep as silent as possible, not disturb our neighbors. And having those bombs is not going to do it. Uh, those uh, Diwali bombs. Uh, the crackers, the small crackers are fantastic. The Diaz are fantastic. Um, we also have to reduce the pollution, and that is important. So all these things are important, but uh, it comes from a lot of introspection. It comes from a lot of uh, experience. It comes from uh, taking our responsibility to each one to contribute in our way and say, okay, how can we stop the noise pollution in, in a country with 1.4 billion people? And we can all do it together. We can have that conversation uh, and may, and leave a better space for the for generations to come, learn from the errors of our past and what we didn't do right. And I will take my responsibility and say yes the church bells have got to go absolutely so that was my little talk on the azan and all similar concepts i hope you had a great time do not forget to talk about this with your friends at least five friends take tell them to talk to their friends and so spread the message and um yes keep positive uh keep talking write, externalize your emotions, and try and do some volunteer work. I'm sure a lot of people of you already do it. It's the best way to change the status quo. So thank you again. Have yourself a great evening. Cheers and stay safe.